Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello. Welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I'm Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I have with me today, Christy Greener. Hi, Heidi. Hello. I'm really, really excited that Christy is here today. It has been an honor. I've actually learned from her. She's been a mentor of mine and I've taken classes from her ministry and listened to her podcast. I've done a lot of learning from her. So she is the director and pastor of Dare to Believe Ministries in Burnsville, Minnesota. You've been a pastor for 20 years and you've been in ministry for 31 years. So it's been a very, very long journey for you. So many different testimonies that you have, but why don't you just share just a little bit of your story, how you're even at this place to have Dare to Believe Ministries. Yeah, it's been a long journey. And I want to say thanks for having me on this program. It's fun to be able to talk about the Lord and what he does and ups and downs all along. And I know that you are especially focused on mental health struggles people have had. And, you know, we all have them. I thank you for making it real and just talking to people so that we can be honest about mental health issues. Because what I want to tell people is that's part of being human, but it's important to get help when you need help. And it's never a life sentence. There's always bright light at the end of the tunnel. So keep going for it. My personal journey, I grew up in a family and things were very good. I would grow up in the Christian church, knew that Jesus loved me. It was a little bit of a religious background, religious being I'm not much Holy Spirit moving in our household, although there was, but no one ever called it Holy Spirit. As I said later, when I was a pastor teaching things, we locked the Holy Spirit up in the creed where we knew he'd be safe yes. and we let him out once in a while. But yes, with yeah. that being said, I had an understanding that women had a lesser role in the body of Christ than men. Important, but lesser. And I didn't even have a problem with that. I just thought it's the way it was, Mm -hmm. not good or bad. I didn't judge it. But then I had a call in my life for leadership. As I went to college and was beginning to understand more who I was and what I carried, I was never thinking I would do anything within the church except volunteer because that's just what happened. And the gifts on my life are to help adults grow in who they were created to be. And a lot of that involves being free of mental health constraints or spiritual constraints. And that just flowed out of me quite naturally. And then as I learned more, it just blossomed. And the Lord opened door after door after door in the church for me to serve and began to be offered jobs. Uh, Things went very well. Programs grew. I came to ordination and I really had a struggle with I don't know if it's okay for me to be ordained. And so that was a real struggle. Prior to that, you talk about other mental health struggles. When I was 20, I would have been 24 years old. I was the middle child of three and my older brother was a pastor and I loved him dearly. And he was one of my favorite people in the world. I had gotten sick while he was in seminary, but they told him it's just a mono kind of thing. And he never hundred percent recovered. He was married. They had one little boy and then they got a pastorate in Texas. He he continued to be ill. And before we knew it, we'd lost him. Mm -hmm. And at that point he had a six month old son and a three-year-old son. Mm -hmm. And that was a turning point for me Mm -hmm. in that it almost burst a bubble of how I thought 
when you walk with Jesus, everything's perfect. Yeah. Pretty common. What I had to come to terms with is when you walk with Jesus, he walks you through a broken world and there's still pain and there's brokenness, but he'll be there for you. And I had a lot of supernatural encounters at that point, a lot of pain. I had to deal with a lot of just the pain, heart ripped out. My family of origin never was the same after that. Although we were fine, it was very different. Not all of the members of my family continue to walk with the Lord after that. It was really hard and are still struggling to this day, but I pray for them. Yeah. But you know, that really pulled the rug out from under everything. And when uh, Landon back on my feet. It was like, you know what? I'm not going to hide from what God's done for me. I had supernatural encounters that I was told was just out of my grief because I was in an unhealthy yeah, can place. You, would you mind sharing? I think some people are just like, what does that mean? Supernatural encounters? Sure. Do you know what was happening at the time? This is an encounter from the Lord, or did you just think you were weird? Or I did, did not know? know what to think. Okay. I remember the one that really sticks out to me is I was driving my car after my brother's death and I was mm-hmm. so forlorn. I mean, it's just awful. I didn't know if I wanted to live. It was that heavy. And I was telling the Lord that I've never not talked to the Lord, whether I was happy with him or not. Mm. And so two things came through this walk of grief. One was that I really was that distraught Mm -hmm. and I was driving my car. I can tell you right where I was driving. And I felt Mm. someone touch my shoulder and I felt a very peaceful sensation come over me. And I actually pulled over and looked in the back seat because I thought, oh my gosh, somebody's in my car. There was no one in my car. Wow. So whether it was an angel, whether it was a presence, I don't know, it was supernatural. And the peace came over me and the grief was never, not that I didn't continue to grieve, but it was never that overwhelming again. And there was another time a little bit down the road from there where I was just wrestling with the Lord. I do believe we can hear from the Lord and it isn't, his main language isn't necessarily English, but there are conversations that you just can have in your heart with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And really he said, I know that you're angry with me. And I'm like, I can't be angry with you. You're God, you know? And it was kind of like, yes, I'm God. And so I know what's really going on. So you aren't hiding anything from me. And it was this really a challenging time to bear my heart to the Lord. Whereas, you know, we, I don't think we realize how much we put a wall around our heart when it's hurt and we're not willing to let any people in, but we're also not willing to let God in. And that's not helpful at all. It keeps the bad things out, Mm -hmm. but it also keeps all the good things out. Yes. And so allowing the Lord in to take down that wall and teach me how to let him be my protection and my healer was very profound in that season. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. If anybody listening is experiencing something, I think I'm kind of feeling something supernatural, even from her sharing, feel free to just pause the podcast and let the Lord do what he's doing, because that is how he works. If he works in her, he can work in you. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So just receive whatever it is that the Lord is wanting to give you and just get out of your brain. Don't analyze what's happening. Just say, thank you, Jesus. I know that this is you because she was just talking about you. So go ahead and keep sharing your story. After many years of ministry going very well and lots of fruitfulness, I was ordained and I did process that with the Lord, put it all down at his feet, spent a lot of time in the word. I value the advice of people. So I don't, I didn't have any trouble taking wise counsel from people, Yeah, but really the answer doesn't come from people. So I needed to spend time with the Lord. And that was a long process. If anyone is struggling with that and they want to reach out, I can share with you some of the things the Lord dealt with me. But anyway, I was then ordained and 
I just thought, first of all, I never set out to be a pastor and here I'm a pastor and it was a mega church. And when I started on staff, there were a thousand members in that church. Wow. 20 years later, when I left, there were 6,500 yeah. and I was in charge of adult learning and prayer and leadership development and all those things. And it was wonderful, wonderful. I mean, talk about an education in itself, but leading that and learning and growing and stretching. But by the time I came to almost the 20 year mark, I was just not enjoying it. There was some really dysfunctional things going on among the staff. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't good. And I just realized I can't be there anymore. My husband and I took three years to really discern this and make mm -hmm. that move because I didn't take it lightly. And then it was time to leave. And I left, got asked for a blessing, got a blessing, left. And I told the Lord, you know, I don't care if I ever do ministry again. Wow. I just want you. I want you. And burnout's an ugly thing. And I really was burnt out. I don't believe that all ministers have to get burnt out, yes, but it had gotten to the point where I wasn't able to be filled up by the Lord as much as I was giving out. And when year after year, you're giving out more than you're taking in, you end up in a very unhealthy place. And that's where I was. And I remember three months after I left, my husband looked at me, who my husband, I don't remember how many years I've even married then, but it'll be 38 years wow. this summer. He looked at me, he said, I'm really glad to have my wife back. You haven't been yourself for quite a while. And I didn't know I wasn't myself. I really didn't. I was unaware of that being willing to let everything go. But what happened then is I'm thinking, well, okay, maybe I'll get a job in a coffee shop or something. I don't really care. Just something I would have fun doing. And people began to come to me for ministry because I'd been a pastor for 20 years and that where I still am. And people would ask for prayer appointments. They would ask for pastoral counseling. They just ask to be able to run something by me and yeah. things begin to grow. And, and I teach on hearing God's voice, understanding mm. dreams and visions. So people would come with, like, I had these bizarre dreams. Can you help me understand? Is God saying something to me? And, or they'd come with brokenness and they couldn't get by. And I would pray with them and bring team members and we would have a prayer times with them. And it just continued to grow. Mm. And one day we had a man come in there was a local church that had a prayer room mm -hmm. and they said, you, you can use our prayer room anytime you want for these prayer appointments. So we were using that. And the guy had come and these are people I don't even know. Things begin to spread word of mouth. Once people are receiving blessing and their friends and neighbors are seeing breakthrough, then they want what their friends got. And yeah. so it just began to grow. And this man came and he said, I own a building here in Burnsville and Burnsville is where we are. And he said, I would like to just have you use some space in my building and do your ministry. And I'm like, who are you? I don't even know you. And you want, it just took me back. I wasn't used to this kind of thing. I've heard of God doing that for people, but right. it never happened to me. And so we've kind of looked into who is this man and he legitimately owned a building and he offered us a suite with a little waiting room and three prayer rooms mm -hmm. and for no rent. Wow. And then I'm like, okay, now what do we do? And another member of our ministry, one of the prayer people owned a company that staged houses and they had a warehouse full of furniture mm -hmm. and they said, okay, go shopping. You just take what you want. And wow. they gave us furniture. So again, it was like this, only the Lord does this kind Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely. And so we began, and by doing that, I knew God's on this. I'm in the right direction. Yes. So we continued to hold classes. We have a ministry school. We do ministry appointments and we continued to do that. And yeah. we were in that space for three years and we all grew it and we had to rent bigger space. We're now in the process of looking for bigger space again, but we've been in ministry since, I don't know, it's been 12 years. When you don't know what to do next, what I've learned is 
you need to follow the peace because there is a peace that passes all mm-hmm. understanding. That's so keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So if you're not peaceful about something, slow down and find out why. If you are peaceful, be bold and be brave and take the steps. Yeah. And yeah. I love how you said you saw the fruit and there were things happening, knew that it was God. Yeah, there was favor on it. And I think sometimes we make decisions and there's all these red flags. And sometimes people will say, well, that must mean God's behind it. What do you think about that when people will say that? When there's a red flag? Yeah. When there's all these problems and you get in a car accident going somewhere, there's things that are stopping you. Does that mean maybe that's not the Lord? But some people will say Well, and if I don't know, I sure I would step back and slow down. I do think that there's sometimes the demonic encouragement is what you're talking about. Like yeah, demons like, aren't going to mess oh, with you if you're on the right track. Yeah. And there is truth to that. Yeah. That the enemy is going to push back if you're making important progress. Yeah. But the Lord also doesn't require that you get beat up in the process. I usually right. slow down and we have a enormous value for prayer coverage. We have some beautiful powerful people who keep us covered in prayer all the time. We're always in contact with them. This is what's going on. And I won't do anything without a lot of prayer coverage because you still get bumped around a little bit in life. That's just Mm -hmm. in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. That's what Jesus said. There's going to be trouble, but it's not required in order for you to know what to do next. Some of the biggest decisions I've made have been in the most peaceful, easy transitions because the Lord's just on it. He's opening the door. Oh, I love that. You also don't want to be afraid mm-hmm. of a few bumps around. The safest place you can be is next to the Lord because hard stuff can be all around you, but he's got you here in the eye of the storm, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean there's not a storm, but you need right. to stay closer and closer and closer to the Lord during those times. Yeah, that's really good. You know, before we recorded, you were sharing a little bit about getting healing. You talk about how you actually, this is what you do. I mean, you heal mental health issues. I mean, people will come in with all sorts of struggles and they get healed. Could you just do just a little bit of healing mental health 101 and you talk about body, soul, and the spirit. And how does that work? How does God actually heal us? So I have depression or I have anxiety. Someone told me that I have this. How does God heal that and how you guys do that in your office? Sure. Well, there's two things I'd start with. First Thessalonians 5.23 tells us, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless into the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so people need to recognize you have a spirit, soul, and body. You're made in three parts. You're created in the image of God, who is in one God, three parts, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So you're one person, but you're a spirit, soul, and body, embracing all of who God created you to be. And it's not like you have a spirit and you have to fight your soul and fight your body, but you do want that to be submitted all to the Lord. So your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, all the parts of you that are powerful, but can be difficult. Okay. Yes. Yes. What I tell people is your spirit is the part of you that connects to God's spirit. And when someone doesn't know the Lord, their spirit's not connected to God's spirit. So you still have a spirit, soul, and body, but you are disconnected from the Lord. And when someone comes to salvation, your spirit connects to God's spirit. That is a done deal. There's lots of theological discussions, but really what I would tell people in a nutshell, you can let go of God after that, but he will always hang on to you. Your salvation is intact. You will go to heaven, but you could live a pretty miserable life on earth if you don't work on the rest of you as well. So your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions can still be under attack quite a bit. And if you get lined up underneath your spirit, which is underneath the God spirit, then you're in a different place of protection. Not that nothing bad will happen to you, but you are protected and the darts of the enemy aren't going to get you and your body being underneath your soul, you are lined up there and you're under that protective covering of the Lord. 
Whereas if your soul's not under your spirit, you can be connected to the God. You're still a Christian, but your mind and your will and your emotions can get all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Because Second Corinthians talks about us having the mind of Christ. And I don't believe it has to be a big struggle to have the mind of Christ. If your spirit is connected to God's spirit and your soul is under your spirit and the Holy Spirit's flowing through you, you have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. God gave you a powerful mind because he wanted you to use it. You just have to submit it to him, your thoughts and your will and your emotions, which is a process. And then your body needs the same process to be taken care of and to be cared for under the Holy Spirit. And that's why I appreciate people like you is because what we do in our prayer ministry is work on a lot of spiritual issues. And what we find is that people believe lies that they didn't necessarily know were lies. And we have an enemy who is the deceiver and the accuser of the brethren. And so he lies to us all the time. Mm -hmm. And we don't intend ever to take his lies into us, but sometimes they're in there and we're not even aware of them. So what we do in these prayer ministry times is work with the Lord's help to discern what are the lies. Then when you do reveal a lie, you repent of it and you kick it out. And then you have to replace it with the truth. Lord, what's the truth then? And what we know is that when you base a behavior based on a lie, you make choices based on a lie that leads to behaviors based on a lie. Yes. But when you remove that lie and you replace it with God's truth, Mm -hmm. then you are making choices based on truth and your behaviors are based on truth. And it's a whole different way to do life. Yeah. So that's what we focus on. And then we really rely on people like you and pastoral counselors and therapists who will help to work with someone on their soul stuff, their mind, their will, their emotions, what they're thinking, what they're feeling and talking that through and processing. It's not so much as a prayer session for you guys as it is a counseling session, which is different than a ministry session. And then we also do quite a bit with working on keeping your body healthy because all of you is important, not just your spirit, not just your soul, not just your body. All of you is important. And health is holistic. Yeah. I've heard people talk about that. It's easy to get free, but then it's hard to stay free. (laughs) So being able to stay in that place because, oh, something happened. I get offended and I let a lie in and it's being able to practice that. Like you said, getting close to the Lord when you're staying in that place is, yeah. And if you're not quite sure how you got messed up in the first place and you haven't allowed the Lord to teach you how to stay free, we highly encourage community that will talk with you about healthy ways to do relationships. We don't always know how to do healthy relationships, but if we don't know how we got ourselves in trouble in the first place, we'll tend to get ourselves in the same trouble again. So being able to identify how did I get myself here and how do I not do that again? I think one of the biggest things that I have watched and noticed by being in my mental health practice and even just been in the business world is that there are people who have struggles or are bound and have no idea, or maybe they do. And I wouldn't necessarily say they don't want to be free, but it's almost like they don't even want to know that they're not free. Right. And that denial is a very comfortable place. It really is. And I think we were talking about this before we recorded, but I used to really work hard to convince people that I could help them. I really know I can help you. And some people would want the help and some people wouldn't. And it wore me down. And I began to pray, Lord, would you take me where people want what I carry? Because I bless all those people who don't want what I carry, but would you invest me in people where I can do the most good? And he began to bring people to me who wanted what I carried. There are people who are hungry to be free. And then when people don't want that, I just pray for them. Lord, would you show them, give them a glimpse of what it might feel like? Because people don't know what Jesus could do for them. And I think so often in our churches, we don't dare teach people that you really can be free of this stuff. And Jesus paid for you to 
have a, an abundant life. He paid with his life. He paid greatly with his pain and suffering that you would have an abundant life. Yes. If you're not walking out in abundance, then he's getting ripped off because he's the one who paid for it. Feel confident in, yes, people don't think they deserve it. They don't think they're worthy. They think God might love other people, but not them, which is all a lie because he did it for all of us. And so he wants to break you free. He wants to teach you to live in wholeness. Could you share the story about the rock in the field? Yes. Can you share that? Absolutely. I was whining to the Lord at some point in my life because I've been doing this kind of work, healing stuff for many, many, many years. This always seems to be more. It's not that I'm going backwards. There just always seems to be more. And I was complaining to the Lord saying, aren't I done yet? I mean, this is crazy. How come I'm still working on this? And the Lord said, well, remember that I told you that people are going from glory to glory to glory and that we're becoming more like Jesus. He said, it's like your husband's family farm. And so when I married into the Grainer family, they owned a family farm in Southern Minnesota that had been in the family for over a hundred years by the time I married in. And then it's 38 years later now. So that's been there for a long time. And they would teach me farm things and include me on farm things. One of the things we did was picking rocks in the field. Have you ever been on a farm? Yes, I have. So they had this nice stone wall in the field. And every spring you till up the field, you pick up the rocks and you build the wall. And so I asked them, if you've had this farm for a hundred years, why are you still picking rocks in the field? It seems crazy to me. And they said, well, every single year when the frost comes, it pushes rocks that were deeper down. It pushes them to the surface. And if you want to have a good planting, you have to get the rocks out and then you have to plant and then you'll have a better harvest. So when I was asking the Lord about this, he said, that's what this is like. I'm the field and there is stuff in me that needs to be healed and needs to be fixed. And, and it's some of it's way deep down and I don't need to go digging down deep for it. And every season of my life, the Lord is faithful to bring those things to the surface that it's time to address. And so my job is to be aware of what's come to the surface and take care of that. However, I need to take care of it. If I need to get help, if I need to schedule a ministry session, if I need to go to a therapist, whatever I need to do or sit with the Lord, it could be all kinds of things, but that's my assignment. Then when I see these things rise to the surface, it's time to address that rock, not to go digging down for everything that's wrong with me, right. but to just address what's come <laughs> right. to the surface. To say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for revealing this. Ex- that's exactly true. Because yeah. he's not come- going to bring it to the surface if he's not right there to help you deal with it. Come on. Yes, that's it. It's not just going to be this fear thing that's going to be there. It's he's right. going to heal it. I would love it if you could pray for our listeners, just let the Holy Spirit lead whatever you feel that the Lord wants to have you pray. Absolutely. Lord God, I thank you so much for people who are trusting you for their healing. And we just say yes and amen, Lord. We know that you are faithful. And Lord, we do admit that we don't know what to do so many times. So I thank you for people like Heidi who lead us to healthy places to get help. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and you are compassionate and you're always there to help us. So Holy Spirit, would you touch every listener right now with the peace of knowing that you see them, that you know their pain, that you know their brokenness, and that you have solutions. So I release wisdom and discernment about next steps for every person listening here, that they would have strength, that they would have breakthrough, and they would go from glory to glory, um, that anything that is a heavy rock in their life right now would be removed and would be dealt with by with your help, Lord, and uh, um, they would find healing and truth and life. And I pray protection and blessing over them all in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. 
thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so the listeners can find you and they can actually take classes from you because you do have online classes, correct? Yes. yes. Our website is dtbmn.org. It's dare to believe ministries, minnesota.org, dtbmn.org. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Please reach out to us. We do have a podcast. We're discerning whether or not we'll continue, but we've got one on right now. So encourage people to reach out. And if you've got questions or concerns, you can email in off our website as well. Yes. And you do also do Sozo. So I've actually talked about that and Emmanuel prayer and different other type of inner healing. And so they can actually get Sozo. Can they do it online through Dare to Believe or do they have to go in person for it? The training or the ministry? No, personally get the ministry schedule. They can do both. They can come to Burnsville and do an in-person session Awesome. or they can do it via Zoom. Okay. And then you also have dream interpretation. So people can go to your website and do a dream interpretation as well. So I'd highly recommend that you guys go to their website, check out what they have, take their classes. I think what you're doing is amazing. This is an honor to have you on. Thank you Mm. so much, Pastor Chris. Thank you, Heidi. Good to be here. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.